If you like what you hear, come and visit me at youtube.com slash tiptoe the tank and see this content in all its glory. It wasn't supposed to be this way. The calamity wasn't meant for the sales. But intentions don't really matter anymore, do they? What happened, happened. But how did they reach this point of mutually assured destruction? Well, there's a story here, kid. Does the history matter to you? Well, I'll tell you anyways. Explorers created the foundation for what would become Selnandia. From far away they came, setting up shop with neighbors to the east called the Ura. The Ura were a superstitious and skittish lot, living within the tunnels in and around their home city of the Tazel Terminals. The sales purchased the Burstone Quarry from the Ura for a fraction of its true worth, a godsend of resources for the bustling new city. Within the quarry were cores, ancient stone infused with a memory of what the world was and is. They brimmed with energy, which would be harvested by the sales and their workforce of gas fellas to fuel the technology which would be integrated into the monolith that was Selandia. For 50 years, Selandia grew far and wide and greedy. Relations with the Ura were peaceful but not friendly. When a massive rail system was developed at Point Lemaine, conflict sparked. The rail system encroached on and over Ura land, which the sails had no right to. The Ura stood up to the sails, and the Ura Ceylandia War began, but how could the Ura stand up to the technologically superior sails? Their walls had grown high, and their defenses were brutally efficient. The Ura lost the war, and they retreated farther to the east, losing parts of their homeland to the greed of the sails. But paranoia festered within Ceylandia. They feared the Ura would attack again. They feared sabotage of their city. All Ura who entered the city were never allowed to leave again to prevent the secrets of Selandia from ever getting out to the Ura. Those Ura who did find themselves within the city were not treated as equals, however. If not ostracized or mistreated, there was in the very least a constant eye of suspicion upon them. The sails continued to build their walls, bolster their defenses, and expand their territory. The Mansers of Selandia, a mysterious collective of militarized scientists, developed a weapon which would destroy the Yura completely should another attack ever occur. But the Yura were peaceful and abided by post-war treaties. They were really of no threat to the massive city. But this did not matter to the Mansers. Their extreme fear of Selandia's destruction drove them into creating an ungodly tool of war to use against the Yura. But they claimed that it would only be used if Selandia was ever threatened. A naturalized Yura named Ven helped create the weapon. Perhaps he was oblivious to the true intentions of the sails, or was he just naive? Or did he not care about his own people? Ven eventually did leave the project, wanting nothing more to do with the affair. But Ven had a daughter, a girl named Zia. She was his only family. Zia had a hard life within the walls of Selandia. Her peers taunted her for having a Yura spy as a father. It didn't matter that she had been born in Selandia, that she was one of them. Her Ura heritage made her an outcast, and Ven was rarely around to care for her. 
She was isolated and hated. But hope came when a young man, a classmate, stood up for Zia. Zia took to the young man, finally a friend in this cold place, but this young man was not truthful with Zia. He wanted to meet Zia's father, Ven, and she excitedly agreed. Immediately upon meeting Ven, the young man paid him a terrible insult. He spoke to Ven in his native Yura language. Zia did not understand what a horrible thing this was. And when Ven met this insult with rage, Zia fled with the young man. Zia asked if they could flee the city together to be free from it all, and the young man agreed to do so. But this young man instead ratted her out to the city authorities as a spy who was going to take Solandia's secrets beyond the walls back to the Yura. Zia was captured and accused of being a traitor. The Mansers offered to forgive Zia of this offense if Ven would return to the weapon project, which he agreed to do. Ven knew that the weapon was not a defensive tool, but rather one of genocide. The sails were going to attack the Yura, kill as many as possible with it, and seal the survivors within the Tazzle terminals. Before departing from Zia for the last time, Ven gave Zia a journal of his works and told her to run home and seal herself within their hidden den. Ven knew what they were going to force him to do. Him. Ayura. They were going to force him to turn the weapon on his own people. He, the Yura, would be to blame. But Ven would not allow this crime. Instead, he turned the weapon on Selandia itself. He caused the calamity that tore the world apart and destroyed the city. All suffered from this event, but none more than the sails. Rightly so. We meet the kid, though he's not actually a child, it's just a nickname given to him by a mysterious narrator named Rux. The kid is a product of hardship and struggle within Selandia. He did not know his father, he loved his dutiful mother. The kid did not get along with his peers, who took to creating conflict with the kid because of his odd appearance. He left school and volunteered for service at the walls of Selandia. He learned to fight and to build out there in those hard wilds. He excelled at that life. He was able to provide for his mother financially doing so. At the end of his five years of service, he returned home. He found his mother was long dead and the mother he had sent her was long gone. He returned to the walls of Selandia, and he volunteered for another five years, something no one had ever done before. The kid was a trusted and valued member of the defense. The marshals who oversaw the walls relied on him like none other to explore the lands beyond the safety of Selandia. The kid aspired to become a marshal one day. But it was during one of these expeditions, far beyond the walls of Selandia, that the earth split beneath his feet. The calamity occurred. And the kid only survived due to his distance from the blast and his proximity to a core. The cores, these ancient stones of energy and memory, protect and return the destroyed landscape of the world to some state of being, how it was remembered, not as it truly was. The kid knows of the bastion, a place of protection for the citizens of Selandia should an attack on the city ever occur. It sits at the highest point in the city, 
the kid makes a run for the bastion, taking a core with him. Removing the core from its resting place brings the place down around him. It destabilizes any potential for rebuilding the area, dooming anything living nearby. Leaving Rebel in his wake, the kid makes it to the bastion. There he meets an old man named Rux, the only Ceylondian survivor besides himself. Rux guides the kid throughout the ruins of Ceylondia to gather more cores. He explains that the Bastion can reverse all of this, bring the cores here, integrate them into the Bastion. When all the memories of the land are loaded into it, it can restore the world to a previous point. The calamity can be undone. And the kid does this with little question to anything other than the information Rux volunteers to him. The kid finds two survivors, two Yura, Zia and a man named Zulf. Zulf has lost everything and is in contemplation to end his life. He'd come to Selandia as a missionary from the Tazel terminals. He wanted to teach the sails that the Yura were good. They were worthy allies. There could be peace and unity between them. In this city, Zulf met a woman and he fell in love. He built a good life and he had many friends. He proposed to her on the day before the calamity happened. After a night of celebration for the coming wedding, he drunkenly passed out in a war memorial underground. It protected him from the blast. He searched out his bride-to-be, who turned to ash at his fingertips. Contemplating his life's end, he met the kid, who guided him back to the bastion. The kid did the same for Zia not long after. While the kid was away collecting resources for the Bastion, Rux, Zulf, and Zia worked together and shared stories about themselves. Zia showed Zulf her father's journal, which she could not read as it was written in the Yura language. Zulf read the journal, and upon discovering the truth of the calamity, he flew into a rage. He destroyed the monument holding the cores and fled for the Tazzle Terminals to tell his people what the sails had done. Zia also left the Bastion in a desire to see her homeland, though she willingly returned to the Bastion when the kid tracked her down. Rux eventually came clean with the kid about himself and his intentions. Rux created the Bastion, though when the calamity struck, it wasn't complete. He intended to power it up and return the world to a previous state before the calamity, disregarding that this would just create a loop of hatred and self-destruction. That doesn't matter. When the Yura fight against the kid, when he invades their home territory to steal their shard, a lesser form of fuel for the Bastion, Rux continually speaks out against the actions of the Yura. He argues that if they just back off, let the kid destroy their home, they would undo all the damage. It would all just be water under the bridge. When the kid kills them and destroys their defenses, Rux speaks as though they deserve it for standing up against the invader, for being enraged by what the sails did. Just let them power up the bastion and it'll all go back to normal. There are choices to be made in the end. Forsake and abandon Zulf at the Tazzle Terminals, or save him from the Vengeful Yura, well, that is up to you. Then, do you wish to restore this world 
Let events repeat themselves. Hope things change for the better next time. Or do you let the world remain as it is? Escape on the bastion with your companions and leave Selandia behind to start anew someplace else. That is up to you. If you do go back, if you choose to relive it all again, if you build those walls higher, I would ask you to try and remember what fear and paranoia did to these people.